Welcome to Used Car News Podcast. Used Car News is your top source for fast and reliable news that car dealers can rely on for this evolving industry. Here are this month's top stories. The National Independent Automobile Dealers Association lobbied in D.C. Members of the auto industry are working to stop catalytic converter thefts. And the Virginia Independent Automobile Dealers Association elected their new president. But first, we sit down with Tony Long, the executive director of the International Automotive Remarketers Alliance. Hello, this is Jeffrey Ballant. I'm managing editor of Used Car News, and this is the Used Car News podcast. Uh, This uh, edition, we have a great guest. It's Tony Long, who's executive director of the International Automotive Remarketers Alliance. Uh, Tony, thank thank you for being here. Well, it's always a pleasure. You and uh, Colleen and are part of the family. Used Car News has uh, always been uh, supportive of our association, and we're just happy to be here. Okay, Tony, I know people today may know you from IARA because you're everywhere, um, but could you tell us how you started out in the automotive industry? Wow. I, I guess you could say I was born into it. A lot of people might say that, but uh, my dad was always involved in the auto uh, industry, the used car business. Uh, I kind of grew up around it, so it's uh, no real surprise that my first real job was a sales job at Twin City Buick in uh, Alcoa, just a few miles down the road from where I live now, and um, it was around that same time that uh, Dad decided to build an automobile auction, and uh, uh, I started helping him around with that uh, around my schedule and uh, part-time at first, and then we spent 20 years together growing that business, and um, I, during that time, I, I got to uh, be involved in the association side of things, uh, uh, boards and whatnot, the president of the Southern Auto Auction Association, and then later uh, national board and member of the uh, and a president of the National Auto Auction Association. So yeah. I guess that's where I first got my feet wet uh, in this association business. The, the year I served, we didn't, we didn't have an executive director most of the year, and we were busy hiring some young guy named Frank Hackett uh, that year. And then uh, <laughs> we, we, uh, he stuck around for about 17 years. So that was a pretty good hire. And yeah. We, for uh, about a minute. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, anyways, I've, I've, I've been around this for a while now and, uh, and I just finished nine years with the, the IARA and uh, it's just been an honor to uh, serve with those guys and, and get to know more and more people. Yeah, now that's interesting. So you go, you go from working in auctions and working in the auto business. Now you're you're doing being an advocate, being in a trade association. What what about this attracted you? Well, you know, I used to knock on these guys' doors, the consigners, that is, and uh, and ask them for their business. So uh, uh, I've I've kind of uh, knew a, a lot of those people from the my days and my activities in the association world with uh, with the and. Um, so uh, it's always been an interesting dance, you know, between consigners and, and uh, the uh, the auctions and other service providers. There's all kinds of people that do business. Um, so it's been really interesting sitting on the other side of the desk uh, for this and, and understanding the challenges they have. And uh, they're just like the auction professionals. They're forever having to hone their craft and uh, become better at what they do and stay ahead of the curve. There's so many new things coming down the pike and, uh, so it's 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 an interesting uh, interesting uh, type of occupation. You you get you get a little uh, teaspoon of this and a teaspoon of that of everything that's going on in the business. 
Yeah, I got to say, when I started out at Used Car News, I was covering dealers in the independent side. And the first meeting I attended, I think it was a car, but with with IARA. And it was like, despite being doing that for a long time on the independent side, it was a whole new world for me, too, like you said, in terms of the marketing side. So it was really good. The late Tim Swift was kind of held by hand through those meetings, you know, kind of interviewing all you folks. So that was good. Yeah, it's funny. Um, you, and I, you and I have been around a long time and know a lot of the same people, it sounds like. so. Yeah, that's great. So tell us about IERA and what it does and who it serves. Yeah, the International Automotive Remarketers Alliance is is, is just that. It, it, it's it, We even call our meetings roundtable meetings because we try to give everybody in the industry a seat at the table. We're, we're a little bit unique in that in that, yes, we do represent the consigners. We're a consigner organization, and, and that part of it continues to grow. And we've got most of the major players uh, that that um, handle of the, the vast majority of consignment going through the lanes and, and online and whatnot. But um, but by involving the, the auctions and the service providers, really anybody that touches these cars during the process, uh, we, we uh, let them serve. Um, really pretty much at every level in our association. So we're in some associations, maybe just the, if, if we were like those, maybe just the consigners um, could hold board seats or be committee chairman. You see people from every walk of the industry at IARA um, and, and it's people who are doing business together. So uh, we open those lines of communication. We work on common problems together so that we see it from both sides. Um, and, and I think that's what's maybe unique about the IARA, but we, we do offer a lot of training, education, um, certainly have a big say in best practices and, and that type of thing. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. The next thing I wanted to talk about is your education. I know and starting out at the beginning, though, I want to go chronologically, you guys had come out with a, a certification. Uh, uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? Because that was kind of, that was kind of a big deal. That was something no, nobody else was doing at the time you guys did it. Yeah, for, for several years now, the, the uh, CAR, Certified Automotive Remarketer, the little car brass pins that you see on the lapels of a lot of people at meetings, um, the, the car certification um, is, you know, for years they've called it the gold standard in remarketing education, probably at the time was the only re, uh, remarketing right. education uh, of its kind. But it, it does give you a 30,000 foot view um, of the industry. Uh, so that basically, um, if you're a consigner and maybe you don't know all the ins and outs of what happens at an auction, or if you're a, an auction and you're wondering what's behind the decision making of uh, the consigner process, um, we made a, a very, even though it's a high, just a 30,000 type foot view, view we, we made it very in depth from the standpoint that uh, we cover remarketing channels, uh, pre sale activities, um, actual sale activities post-sale activities, and then there's some legal ethics and terminology. So the, there's really five divisions of these courses. There's 20 courses in all that you have to pass an online exam, a proctored exam. So it's not a it's not a cakewalk. It's uh, the people that, that, that carry that designation. If you see them sign their name with the letter C-A-R after it, they're, they're proud of their accomplishment because they, they had to uh, come by it very honestly, uh, and, and it's a pretty tough, rigorous uh, course. Some people, depending on how much time you have to devote to it, some people get it done in months, some over the course of a year. Um, but it's it's a really good way to uh, uh, 
establish a common language between mm -hmm. the different segments of the industry so that we're all using the same buzzwords. We're all talking about the same goals, um, uh, understanding what each other's pain points are and what, uh, you know, what we think makes it work better. So uh, it's, it's a good, it's a good course. Uh, we've obviously got some other offerings and things going on besides car certification. Yeah. What I loved about that is it reminds me of an, on the independent side, the National Independent Automobile Dealers Association has the Certified Master Dealer Program. Mm -hmm. And what I, same type of thing where it's really rigorous, really tough. And what I was always interested about that, as I am about IARAs, when I go to the IARA meetings and you have people who've been in the business, you know, been in the business 20, 30 years, and they go through that. And you think, well, gosh, they know everything, don't they? What is it about that that appeals to them? What do you? What is the feedback you get from those veterans? Well, you know, a lot of those uh, are now volunteer proctors for the course, so we we right. use a lot of car graduates uh, to do that. You know, it's, it's also part of the auction academy curriculum now, okay. um, and so people that come out of there, which was already a, an excellent education process for auction people. But the car brings uh, uh, kind of expands their vision and their knowledge base um, by covering the uh, perhaps grounding uh, things that happen at the grounding dealer, the driver sales, things that happen even before the car shows up on the radar. Right. Um, so so it covers a, a lot of that and a, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, used to you'd get the objection. Well, I've, I've done this for 20 years and, and right. I could have said the same thing. I'm car certified. And uh, I'll do just a funny story on that. I, uh, you know, I, I, when I first came in, I looked at uh, the courses. I thought, well, I know about this. I know about that. And right. uh, I picked out seven uh, low-hanging fruits in, in uh, <laughs> seven courses. And I took them and I passed and patted myself on the back, thought I was a genius. And thought, well, that wasn't so hard. I'll try seven more. And uh, these were seven maybe that I wasn't so familiar with. <laughs> I found out that you actually have to study and you have to... Uh, know the the content so uh, back in those days we were doing it on paper and had, had right. a room and somebody was manually checking everything's automated now we've got it all online at iara.biz uh -huh. uh, so anybody that wants to be car certified um, they can take this course you know it, it's required training at a lot of the uh, businesses that are members you, you see all the gm financial remarketing people and hertz and um, uh, AR, well, AR used to be ARI, Holman Enterprises, uh, Bank of America, uh, Mannheim, a lot of their people, you, uh, Adessa, you see all these different um, people from the different segments who are putting like their whole remarketing team through this as part of their company training. And it's, it's required in a lot of cases. So uh, um, we, um, it, it's got a lot of credibility um, maybe because of who's associated with it, but I like to think mostly because of what it teaches and uh, makes you a more well-rounded individual that uh, uh, maybe can even in your future career, um, you know, it's it's like cross-training. You're able to maybe right. get into a lot of different places. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that says a lot when you have these folks, like you say, veterans and people and even the companies requiring it or encouraging it. That's great. I mean, that's that's the that's the stamp of approval you want. Uh, you, know, you know, just one more thing I had. I've had a, I know there's a couple of companies that I can think of that, that on their job application, it says car certified preferred. So they, they want somebody who's not just green that maybe knows a little bit about the industry before they come in. Uh, we've had some non-members call us 
and say, hey, I want to become car certified. I think it will help me get a job I'm trying to get. So, uh, right. you know, it's it's uh, it's really made its way into the industry and has become a staple. Okay. And we know that you have meetings. You you do um, car conference in spring and you do your IARA summer roundtable. Um, mm-hmm. When did that was just within the last couple of months, when did that, how did that go, your summer roundtable this year? Well, I mean, you know, we, we keep saying this and it, and it's like a broken record, but this was another record breaker. It, it, we, uh, we had more uh, new uh, attendees. We had uh, record new members this year. We had, uh, and they were in attendance there. We had uh, a record number of consigners, uh, not only at the meeting, but that participated in our consigner only meeting. I saw, uh, saw 36 different consigner companies even represented just within that meeting. Uh, so Nashville was a huge success. Uh, we had um, uh, the, the feedback on it, our surveys, the content, and that's what everybody comes for, come to find out it's not so much all the time. It's nice to have these popular named speakers, and and, uh, and sometimes we have those even within the industry. Uh, sure. But but it, it really uh, was, was a resounding success. We're going to be going to Chicago uh, this year, uh, which is kind of the homeland for Paul Seeger and Jeff Besher, our chairman and president. Mm-hmm. And um, so we've, we've got, we're working things out right there. You'll be hearing a lot more about that later. When will that be in Chicago? Uh, that'll be in August. So, okay. Uh, we're, we're, we're still uh, still getting all the ink dry on the contracts and everything at the moment. So Was there any issue that jumped out during the summer roundtable topic that uh, people seem to coalesce? everybody's you know different things are important to different people and and a, and a lot of things are surfacing regulation has reared its ugly head again and mm-hmm. uh, so we you know we've and we've done some things to address that that we can talk about in a minute but that was one of the topics but also all the acquisitions and mergers that are taking place and spinoffs it's uh it, it's just really uh, maybe there's a cycle there that I'm missing, but uh, but but I've, I've never I don't remember it ever being like this. When you see companies that have been around forever and now all of a sudden they're two or three companies, and yeah, um, and or you see a, a, another brand name company buying um, somebody else, well, you know, members buying members a lot of the times in our case. So I, I think that you know what uh, uh, the just just the different acquisitions and partnerships and interactions that are going on between people. Obviously, EV is the big buzzword with everybody. We have our own uh, EV. Uh, we, we have an industry advancement committee that is primarily composed of different segments to address the, the uh, anything from compliance to uh, service and um, standards and, and that type of thing. So, uh, you're going to hear probably a whole lot more about right. EV, not not just from everybody else, but we're going to try to approach it from a remarketer's viewpoint. Um, our guys uh, the, and girls, the 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 people who sell these cars, the consigners, uh, they've got their own set of uh, expectations, um, yeah. standards, uh, things that we want to make sure we all are ahead of the curve and uh, don't make any mistakes along the way so we're uh, these guys take it very serious uh there there's a lot of people spending a lot of money on this and it's not something we can afford to mess up so we're we're going to try to do everything we can for our members uh, to make sure they're ready 
for sure. Okay, we're going to go back to education a little bit because you had mentioned something uh, that, that came up the summer roundtable. You have a new program, ACT, if I'm saying that right. Could you ACT. tell us about that? Yeah, ACT is Auction and Compliance Training. Um, we were uh, actually, this this has been something in the making for a few years. And uh, I, I would have, uh, uh, maybe the, the the launch time is, is uh, relevant Uh but we, uh, a few years ago, I was approached by Lynn Weaver of uh, IAG, uh, mm -hmm. an auction group. And um, there's a lot of the consigners, especially the banks, you know, the people who were dealing with these know your third party, the KY3P audits, mm -hmm. um, those audits. Uh, and, and now you see the FTC uh, care uh, rules and th there's all kinds of new things that uh, next week it'll be something else. But, um, right. but, but the, they tell them, oh, are you compliant? And, you know, the typical independent might get, if they're dealing with 20 different consigners, might get 20 different answers right. on what that means. Um, so we were asked to come up with something that was um, at least common to most consigners um, and, and to the agencies. And that's who we're mostly worried about. Right. That we meet the standards that the government puts out there. So, uh, we uh, ended up taking a lot of the things that were um, being um, shared by the banks and the financial institutions uh, that they were already having implemented with some of their uh, resale partners. Mm -hmm. um, we we took uh, we hired uh, Jim Demetri of Demetri to Carlo and Kaufman. Jim, as you know, comes from uh, former uh, former auction uh, attorney and mm -hmm. uh, and some of his staff, and he brought some consultants in. And uh, reviewed the um, the IRS regs and the, the, the went through the you know the California and federal and Tennessee and federal laws to see what all we needed in here to that that would be common to most consigners on what the uh, auctions and uh, logistics industry and it's, yeah, basically office staff anybody that's handling paperwork. Uh, or come in contact with a vehicle, which itself is a storehouse of private uh, individual information. Yes, yeah. uh, so if there's, if there's private identifiable information or PII involved in the paperwork or the car, and you have an employee that comes in contact with that, they there is a, uh, uh, a responsibility uh, stated in some of these regulations that you provide your own employees annual training and that you make sure the third parties that you deal with Mm. training so this this was really something we could not add to car certification because we only renew that uh, more complex uh, training every three years right and this is a fast-moving train it's changing the the, the uh, requirements and the legislation changes almost all the time so this had to be an annual training something that we could update and uh, so that's what that's what ACT is, uh, auction and compliance training. Okay. Excuse me, audit and compliance training for auctions, for uh, logistics companies, for inspection riders, for um, anybody. Uh, you know, you think online companies might be exempt, but they handle a lot of information. So anything that's online or physical that touches vehicles or the paperwork involved with that really need to have some proof that they have a compliance training in uh, in-house and uh, this can be a very important part of it and serve some of those annual training requirements 
Yeah, it's great that, you know, like you said, a lawyer once said, you know, it's nothing makes you bulletproof, but whatever you can show to say that you're making an effort to comply with stuff is a good thing. Yeah, the good thing about, uh, you know, back in 2017, we, we went with the company and implemented a learning management system as part of our software, and it's accessible, of course, through the website. Uh, so when people go to ira.biz, they, they can get a login, they can go in and uh, access their certificates, their proof of training. Um, and so it's something, if you're ever going through the audit process and you, you just need to have a, you know, proof of training or whatever, uh, at least you can go there and, and uh, pull that information. And it's it's something that's made very affordable. Um, I think the, the manager training is less than a hundred bucks that the um, annual employee training is less than $50. So nope. it, and that's for any member of IRA. We're partnering with the National Auto Auction Association on that. We've met with their uh, leadership uh, a few times through this process, and uh, they now have it available at NAAA.com. Okay. It has also become a part of the curriculum at Auction Academy. Um, so this, this is going to be uh, uh, something... Uh, more frequent, uh, more reachable by more people, more doable by more people than perhaps even the car certification. But both are still a very important part of a comprehensive training program. Um, just uh, the, the the car certification will be updated every three years. This mm -hmm. one is something that happens every year. The good thing about that is that it also gets people in the mindset of constant learning, you know. Now, so for for IRA, can someone someone wants to be is interested in the ACT training? What do they do? What do you recommend they do? Yeah, uh, you again, uh, we're trying to make everything accessible and and the kind of self service, if you will, uh, at our site at iara.biz. That's uh, iara. Bravo India Zebra. Uh, okay. So if you if you go to that website, you will see under training, and perhaps even up in our slideshow. Um, the, the, the acronyms ACT and the acronym CAR, that's where you can click on those. It'll give you more information about the course um, if you uh, click those, and then you'll have a choice to either uh, purchase those online uh, and complete the testing online for ACT. It's, it's self-paced, it's self-test. Um, so it's, it's a little easier. You don't have to involve a lot of time to stay compliant. You can, you can take, um, take this course uh, and, and, and spend an hour or two doing that. And um, the, of course, the car training is something much more comprehensive and involves a lot more effort. But uh, but both are, are very valuable to our consigners. For sure. Uh, I know for a fact that uh, because they're training their own people using both of these, that they want uh, their people to be educated uh, through the car program. And they also want them to be aware of any compliance um, uh, compliance issues that uh, with ACT. So if we keep our, if we keep our companies compliant and we keep them educated, we're, we're doing a lot of what we're designed to do. Now for you, obviously technology is a big, a big, big difference over the last decade. Um, what were some of the things you think you learned? And obviously somebody who's been in the industry for a long time, but what heading this organization, what have you learned maybe that you didn't expect to learn or you, you know, you've get that came up during your time at the helm. Wow. I mean, you know, you learn something new every day and I, and I know that's an overused uh, phrase, but, but, but it's really true. Uh, you know, some of the, the, the partnerships and the way we're doing business uh, things that we're doing online that, 
you didn't think people would do or accept or move as quickly as it has. And we know that that's kind of the way things are moving. Um, even there, there, you know, you don't see an auction today that's not implementing uh, all of these technologies and online capabilities. So uh, there's there's certainly uh, a very valuable place for still for the physical auctions and for the online. For sure. Uh, but we, I think, just the education piece of it, Jeff, yeah. is is, is, is uh, you you're expected to know so much, and and I think especially um, when it comes to the uh, regulatory part of it, um, you there there's more out there than any one human being it seems can keep up with. Um, so we're trying to, uh, you know, put all these things in a box and package them and make them a deliverable, I guess for for members um, to, so that they can at least check that box and say, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of this. I'm not negligent in this area. I'm doing my best to train my people and make sure the people I do business with are doing it the right way. Um, and uh, so that that's just an ongoing challenge. You know, sometimes the consigner can seem like the bad guy, like, oh, they just asked too much, but really they're getting the same pressure and they're protecting themselves and protecting um, their service providers from liability uh, when they do this. <clears throat> it just makes us all, you know, better at what we do. Uh, trust me, they're having to jump through the same hoops that the service providers, the truckers, the auctions, they're all having to jump through a lot of hoops these days. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So we've, we talked up, you talked about summer round table going next year in Chicago, but the next big event for you guys would be uh, uh, the conference automotive remarketing where you take part of, uh, could you tell people about when that is, where it is? And I, I looked, noticed on the website, you didn't have an agenda up yet. So I'm sure that's something you're working on, but what are you, what are you expecting coming up in the spring? Yeah, we're still working on the agenda, but uh, to some of the things that are different uh, in the past, you might go to a car conference and you come in on the day that IRA committees are meeting and you're like, ah, that's a committee. I, I'm, I'm not really part of that. I don't uh, I don't uh, have anything that I need to attend for. So we've kind of switched it around with the help of Bob at Business Media in the standpoint that uh, we're we're going to make topics out of these committee meetings. In other words, we're going to do something you're interested in talking about. Committees yeah. exist for a reason. Right. You know, we don't we don't create if, if we have a committee and all they do is meet, then we get rid of that committee. We change it into something <laughs> else. But, yeah. but our committees have a purpose, and they really are the uh, the grease that keeps the wheels rolling um, in our association. They really do a lot of the heavy lifting. Right, um, and they're dealing with the the topics uh, that, like some of those that we talked about, with regulation, right. with the the EVs, and um, so every every committee meeting that's going to be listed on there with a topic, um, you, you'll want to attend those. So it, it's kind of like come in a day early. You know, you need to you need to make right. sure you're there for this. And um, yeah, as a reporter, I, I always say you got to go to stuff like that. I mean, as a reporter, yeah. because like you said, some people think, oh, that's boring. No, that's when you learn stuff. I've learned that as a regular reporter covering school boards or things like that, where you think a committee meeting, but you're exactly right. That's right. where kind of the work, the beginning work happens there. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, some of these, some of these committees, they meet, some of them uh, during certain times of the year meet weekly. Um, and, and we have some that meet monthly. Uh, and they have all the time in the world to do the regular committee business stuff, you know, over Zoom or a team right. or whatever media they're using. Um, and, and so we do that. So we've asked them all to keep in mind, 
this is a this is a a visitors uh, convention. This is this right. is something that when the, they want to come in and hear something that you're dealing with, and uh, maybe a little bit about your committee and how you deal with that. But but let's keep it topical in nature, and um, so I, I think they'll be uh, you'll be rewarded if you come in and if you're looking for content and knowledge, uh, that's one way to get it. And again, when is it and where is it? Uh, wow, I don't have the date in front of me. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me it's, pull it up it's, here. It's, it's at carconference.com. They have <laughs> hotel and meeting information and the agenda uh, is at carconference.com. I see it. Yeah, Caesars Palace, March 28th through March 30th. That sounds just right. A, just a note on that. We, we've been meeting with uh, about the future of CAR with, uh, with those folks, and uh, there may be some uh, new locations involved in the future. I'll just drop okay. a little teaser. and Nice. Uh, let everybody kind of uh, guess about that. But nice. uh, I can promise you we are looking for ways to upgrade um, everything that we're involved with, whether it be our summer roundtable or our spring business meeting there at the Farm Conference. Uh, Fantastic. We look forward to seeing everybody at, at both. The National Independent Automobile Dealers Association drew members from across the country to Washington, D.C. to lobby lawmakers, regulators, and other officials on behalf of the used car industry. The NIADA's National Policy Conference returned to the nation's capital in September after the pandemic hiatus. Brett Scott, NIADA Vice President of Governmental Affairs, recently spoke with Used Car News by phone to discuss the effects of the conference. Scott said it went extremely well. There were still some pandemic era limitations depending on the official's preference, so some meetings were held virtually. But since it was the first policy conference held since 2019, Scott was happy with the event. He said we had a lot of great feedback. Over recent years, NIADA has made its mark in the capital, building relationships at all levels of the government. This year's event was filled with some heavy hitters, including top officials who were appointed since the 2019 conference. Members of the NIADA's board of directors had fireside chats face-to-face -face with members of Congress about NIADA's issues of concern. Scott said the group also wanted to impress upon officials the impact that any safety recall restrictions or expansions might have on the industry. The used car industry wants to have input on the recall issue and hopes that members of Congress will keep NIADA's concerns in mind. Group members were able to engage successfully with lawmakers on a host of these issues. This summer, Gus Hitz, a special agent for the National Crime Insurance Bureau, asked auction professionals in his training session who had experienced catalytic converter theft and where they experienced it. Hands went up across the room. One person said Denver, another said Pennsylvania, and a third said Virginia. The answer? It's everywhere. Hitz said when it comes to catalytic converter thieves, auctions offer up a kid in a candy store opportunity. Auto dealerships are another prime target for catalytic converter theft. The crime is so prevalent that lawmakers at all levels of government are working on solving it. State legislatures, the U.S. Congress, and the National Independent Automobile Dealers Association are all working to end this wave of thefts. At press time, federal, state, and local law enforcement partners from across the U.S. had executed a nationwide coordinated takedown of leaders and associates of a national network of thieves, dealers, and processors for their roles in the conspiracies involving stolen catalytic converters sold to a metal refinery for tens of millions of dollars. 
Business owners can also do things to prevent this crime. Hits heard from business owners during a session at the National Auto Auction Convention and Expo in Dallas this summer. One auction owner installed surveillance cameras on his site to discourage theft. Another owner said local police make a point of cruising by her auction, which also acts as a deterrent. Light-duty trucks and SUVs are more likely to be targeted because it's easier for criminals to access the catalytic converters. For regular cars or sedans, all it takes is a floor jack, a reciprocating saw, and a few minutes, it said. Hybrids like the Toyota Prius are believed to have more precious metals and also become bigger targets as well as commercial fleet vehicles. Craig Amalung, general manager of Mannheim's Mid-Atlantic Market Center, was elected president of the Virginia Independent Automobile Dealers Association for 22-23 at October's annual convention in Roanoke. He'll direct the activities of the 1,100-member VIADA. A 30-year veteran of the automotive industry and leader in auto auction management, Amalung is responsible for leading the collaboration of shared resources and support functions among Mannheim, Baltimore, Washington, Mannheim, Fredericksburg, and Mannheim, Harrisonburg. Previous roles include Senior Director of Operations Support for all of Mannheim's North American operating locations. In addition to VIADA, Amlung is also serving as Vice President of the National Auto Auction Association for its 22-23 term. Thanks for listening to Used Car News Podcast. Each month we'll bring you fast and reliable news that car dealers can rely on for this evolving industry. For a free subscription of Used Car News, please go to usedcarnews.com. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. Make sure to share us on social media and like and follow wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. Darren Sutherland, Executive Director. Jacob Sutherland, Director. Matt Golden, News Director. Chin Ray Zhang, Director-Producer. And Jason Gentarola, Audio Producer. All rights reserved.